Welcome to the podcast Science of High Paid High Performing Happy Engineers the show to help engineers develop all skills non technical My name is Aditya Gute and I'm a speaker and a performance coach for engineers to transform them into rock stars because I believe there's a rock star hiding inside each one of you and it just needs to be brought outside to uncover your full potential as an engineer hey guys welcome to the show today we have nader moblai nader is a career coach who helps engineers and scientists secure new jobs using effective networking principles and without wasting time on job advertisements he's inspired by building confidence in people and helping them take calculated actions to secure interviews quickly and land high paying job offers now there is on a journey to educate encourage and empower engineers to become the happiest version of themselves now there thank you for being here on the show with us it's a pleasure to have you welcome thank you so much desia it's good to be back here uh, and sharing my story to, with your community and hoping to add value to their lives and their careers as best as i can today Yes, just for the context, Nader spoke to a community of people who are trying to get the jobs a couple of uh, weeks ago, and people shared with me personally that that interview has helped them tremendously. They're able to get more uh, interview calls because of some of the top tips Nader has shared. So, uh, so Nader, just uh, with that, we'd love to start with your story, right? You grad, you and I graduated pretty much around the same time when. uh when during 2008 right when everything was really bad and after that you know you went on to become a coach recruiter have four several hats and now you're actively helping engineers land their dream offers and be, become the happiest version of themselves so take us through this your story on how uh, that that evolved yeah absolutely so i ultimately became the person that i needed you know when i needed that person in my life right so that's what's really so that's what puts a smile on my face because back in 2000 december 2007 2008 when i graduated uh pretty much the last recession hit that you know the housing market crashed then and, and then almost all markets crashed after that i got my bachelor's degree in electronics engineering and i specialized in, in embedded software development so I really wanted to get into manufacturing sector in robotics in in automotive you know because I love cars I grew up around you know gearheads my grandfather father brother they're all mechanics and engineers so that was my destiny that was what I was uh, raised to do what I was bred to do so it it just really hit me in the heart right off the bat that I couldn't just follow my dreams and trust me I did I spent like 8 months applying to jobs online and just didn't work out so i ultimately ended up getting a job in a call center i worked at a telecommunications company uh, you know answering phone calls helping people fix their phone you know i was the only engineer in a in a department of probably over 100 people at the time and uh it just really became a, a mental challenge for me why i was so uh underachieved overqualified and underachieved so I wish I knew about career coaches or life coaches at the time 
you know, but, but I unfortunately didn't, you know, life wasn't, well, I wasn't that lucky at the time. Like life wasn't that fair, I thought, right? So I went through a couple of years uh, working at the, you know, at the call center. I used to work at a coffee shop, Tim Hortons. This is back in Canada. So again, serving people coffee with, a, with an engineering degree, you know, filling in donuts with jelly. That's what I did for a living on the weekends. And um, I sometimes did double shifts. I also worked at a security guard. So uh, that was interesting for me, just, uh, you know, going through life between 2008 to 2010, you know, living as a, as a call center representative, uh, you know, a coffee servant, a donut, a donut bringer and a, and a security guard. So I went through a lot of severe mental health issues and challenges and really helped. It, it encouraged in a negative way, you know, it, it caused me to lose my identity and go through a lot of mental, mental challenges. So when 2010 hit, I had just had it, you know, I was just, I was not the person I was before. So I ended up changing the industry. And at the time, I just wanted to stop working three jobs. I wanted to make more money. You know, I was promised to make, you know, minimum 30 bucks an hour. Well, I was barely making 15 bucks an hour. I was making my first pay was $14.90 as a call center representative. And I was making like eleven fifty as a security guard and, uh, you know, like less than 10 bucks pouring people coffee, right? So added it all together, I said, well, if I could get a job that was just like one job, you know, that I could just quit the other two, then I'll be happy. So I ended up going towards sales because I had friends who were making good money in sales, in technical sales. So I made a rational or maybe irrational decision. I don't know which, but uh, I just left, quit, and I got another job. I went to technical sales thinking that I'm going to find happiness in by pursuing money, but it wasn't it. I was definitely making more money at this point. I was making my 30 bucks an hour plus commission, but I was even more miserable. You know, my work-life balance was non-existent. I had to commute a lot. I had to deal with people on the phone, you know, try to sell, 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 the pressure of selling. So that was extremely stressful and even led to me changing my first name. You know, like I'd lost so much of my identity because I felt like, you know what, I'll be more successful if I have like a Western name, you know, people could pronounce it. And I thought people can't say my name. That's why they don't want to buy anything from me. Right. So, so, okay, well, let me change my name. And, and that didn't fix anything. People were calling me and like, I wasn't even turning around. <laughs> it didn't register, you know? So that was interesting towards the end of 2010, going into 2011, uh, I was so desperate. And that's when I first learned about uh, coaches. So that was like sales coaches, because in a sales job, I had a sales coach. So I realized, wow, there's there's people who are in this profession. And uh, my sales coach uh, was Jody Carisi. So Jody really helped me fall in love with coaching, though this was just the early phases of me knowing what a professional coach is or what what he or she does. But when I transitioned out of sales and went to recruiting, literally going to a recruiting company, begging for a job, and they ended up hiring me. I said, you know what? You're driven. You have a sales background. You have a technical background. Why don't you just work for us? I said, you know what? It's whatever. If you can just get me out of the job that I am in right now, I don't care where I work. And that's what I did. I ended up working for a really good staffing company, recruiting company. 
And to make that long story short, in two years, I was the number one recruiter in their engineering division. And uh, to make that story short as well, that's a very short, that's a very sweet story, but to make it short, two years later, having hit, uh, you know, great levels of success in corporate Canada, I left and started my own company and I began coaching and also recruiting at the same time, though my heart was always in coaching. So eight years later here, 2020 and moving on to 2021, uh, I've primarily focused on coaching and helping engineers, scientists, technologists go from where they are in their career to where they need to be. So they can uh, at the same time find the abundance that they're looking for, take a whole, take a holistic approach to life, not just a job that, uh, you know, fulfills their financial needs, but one that, you know, supports their social and spiritual wellness and allows them to become just the happiest version of themselves. That's a powerful story now there, um, just hearing your story. And because I know you also at a personal level, I have so much more to it, uh, but because this is a short interview, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just move on. But, but it, your, your story is just uh, such an inspiring story. Coaching is also one of my favorite topics. I feel uh, that that has transformed my life. Like I was, I, I went from an engineer who puts my head down, gets the, get stuff done to you know becoming a speaker and uh, and also a coach uh, helping other engineers as well so uh, what do you think are the barriers that stand between engineers wanting to ask for help and for a coach the obstacles you might you mean right yes yeah it's it's the fear of being rejected, you know, being rejected, not in terms of, no, I'm not going to coach you, but just fear of not asking the right questions, you know, because if you have never done something before, then without a doubt, you're not going to be, you're not going to be adaptable in that, in that realm, you know, anytime we go into a new environment, we walk into a new situation, new conversation that we haven't been in before, we lack adaptability and that's what causes fear in us, you know? So the main thing I would tell you and your audience right now is that, you know, when we go and try something new, it's not that we're afraid of failing. It is not that because we've failed before, you know, from when we're a little kid, we've fallen down, we've scraped our knees, we've failed the semester, we've failed the course, we've, failed the relationship, we've lost the game, you know, we've, we've missed opportunities. So we, we know what it feels like to fail. We just don't want to be seen failing because when people see you missing opportunities and failing, you just like, they, unfortunately, you're, you're valid. You're kind of like, you're a failure, you know, you're weak. It, it's that feeling of being small, being insignificant. You know, that's what we fear the most. It's the feeling. It's not the act of failing itself because failure, all that failure is, is just a step towards success. And we never do something for the first time and hit success. It's fail, 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 try, try, try again, try again, try again. And then you, you, hit, the, you hit your mark, right? So I, I really encourage everyone to perceive failure as just one of the steps on the ladder towards success. And uh, there are several different things you can do 
to, to practice and try on your own, in your own bubble, in a safe container, to, to get better at it, you know, to get better at performing that task in a public, uh, in, a, in a public environment before you actually go and do it. So maybe that's something that we can talk about today, but uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to just get out there, take your shirt off and be like, yeah, this is me. I want to do this. You know, you got to prepare. So preparation is the key and what a coach does, what you and I do to make engineers happier or take, you know, helping engineers transform into rock stars what we do we help them prepare we don't just take them and put them out there in 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 the market we help them prepare so they can come up with the clarity of what that what that market looks like what that realm looks like and that's going to give them the confidence to go there on their own feet and then get better results they don't necessarily have to win and get the gold medal right off the bat, but they no longer fear looking stupid because we've trained with them. We've role played with them. We've given them all the tools. We've told them what to say and how to say it. And we've practiced with each other, you know, so the level of fear is far lower than what it was before when you didn't have a coach. That uh, so well articulated, and when, especially when you said, uh, you know, there is fear of failure among many of us, and many of the engineering clients that I work with, right? They want to start their businesses, they want to grow in their career, but they're afraid to start that business because what if I fail, right? And, and that embarrassment uh, from failure is something that they, you know, that they want to, they don't want to handle. So they might not as well try it. So there's no failure, right? And, and that's, that's is something you alluded to. So with that said, um, there, are, if there are so many benefits of hiring a coach, right? And what do you think are some of the resistance, uh, you know, uh, that engineers face in terms of like, hey, let me, you know, work with a coach. The primary thing is like all engineers, you and I included, uh, we were we were raised with a level of with much higher level of expectations than someone else. You know, I'm not going to point at anyone, but if you're if you studied STEM, so if you're in science, technology, engineer, or mathematics, you were put on a pedestal. You know, you're like, oh, you're the smartest kid of the family. You know, like. I have a brother and sister. None of them have an engineering degree. I was the only person who finished school. So it doesn't make me special, but other members of the family, they, they kind of look up to me because I got a degree in engineering, you know? So that sets the expectations higher. And as I go into life, as you, anybody who's listening to this conversation goes into life, you know, their perception is a perception of someone who is has this very tough exterior and a, and a thick skin and more like a robot you know like we get we get washed our emotions are kind of like washed away in engineering school and in, in 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 an engineering career but we're still human you know we still have human emotions we still we are operating internally in our heart in our mind the same way as a painter or a singer or someone who works in sales and marketing, there's, there's no difference between them and us. It's just that they have, you know, they have gone through more experiences in life where they had to express themselves when they have to speak and have conversations. 
share what's in their head, what's in their mind, or their heart. Engineering, unfortunately, uh, isn't one of those uh, you know career paths or one of those curriculums where you actually get to speak a lot. You know, they're like, okay, well, give me the exam. I'll fill in the paper. Where's the online mm -hmm. test? I'll take the online. Where's the software? Give me a mouse. That's all I want. I don't even need to talk to you, right? So that's what that's what begins the cycle of creating this insecurity because we don't communicate as much. And whenever someone gets to talk to us, they look at us like we're freaking Terminator. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just a normal human, man. You know, I got emotions. I got feelings. You know what I mean? I'm just like you. There's no difference between us. So having experienced that, being isolated from society, from the, you know, the large communities, to be, to be frank, when we go into the, to the job market, we are now significantly underprepared than others, you know, that others who had to give 10 presentations every week, who had to, you know, do role plays, who had to just like utilize their soft skills more than we did. Engineers are all about hard skills, right? And because most people don't have those hard skills, we get this, you know, we get these stars on our shoulders, like we're the general, but you know, that, that gets old, you know what I mean? We, we, we want to be human at the end of the day. So when we lack these skills and we find out about coaching and we are, we are, we really want someone to help us in our heart, but it's difficult to ask because we've never asked, you know, we've never had that person. We, we were not trained that way. We got to like, I, I learned visual basic six over the Christmas holiday in 2011, you know, sorry, 2006 before I graduate, you know, I had to learn a new programming language to, to, to basically for the graphic user interface for our project. No one had to teach me that, you know, and that was like, I'm not special. That was like everybody. We had a big textbook. And these days, I don't know, textbooks may be not in use anymore. It might be all digital. But back in 2006, when old people like me went to engineering school, we had textbooks and we had to use our pen and paper. You know? So we were kind of like let, let, uh, we were let to be alone and kind of like figure things out on our own. And still to this day, it's still the same. But, you know, that's what gets, creates that hesitation that, you know, it's not a fear of asking. It's like, I didn't even know how to start this conversation, you know? I can't agree more with you. I, or when you're sharing that example, one of the things that are, that's coming to my mind is during um, my final years of being an engineer, like, you know, last two to three years and I was exposed to coaching and I was like all right there's fun in networking with people because until then I was completely closed off to networking as well coaching has exposed me to all right you know there's fun in networking with people value and then I would try to reach out to other engineers you know wanting to just say them a hi there's no particular agenda and people would they would be like email me I'll answer your questions and I'm like hey man I want to connect email me I don't have time to connect, right? So it's very logically driven conversation. What do you want from me? I will answer you. I mean, there's absolutely nothing uh, of an ill intent in there. The, the guy genuinely wants to help me, but I'm not looking for help, right? I'm just looking for connection. So you, you're, you're very uh, uh, spot on in what you just shared, Nadia. So 
what do you think um, are the uh, are some of the ways you have helped engineers uh, in the past either get jobs or ruin their career um, and achieve great career success and also happiness? Yeah, great question. So I'll just piggyback on what you just said, connections, right? Because the three step that I take everyone through is to make connections, conversations, which leads to a community. So those are the three C's, connections, conversations, community. So first of all, you need to come together. You know, there's your two dots. You need to bring a one and a zero together to make sense of it, to, to make a number, right? You need to bring two people together. That, that where it's all, you know, without that other person be there for you, you couldn't have a conversation, you know? You couldn't communicate. So it's a matter of finding the right people that are aligned in terms of their purpose. They're both on the same mission. One has a problem, the other one has the solution. You know, I bring the problem, you bring the solution. So now we, we are interdependent. Now we can bind it together and, and establish a conversation. So that conversation is going to be mutually benefit, beneficial because you're gonna have your problem solved and I'm gonna implement my solution. It makes me feel good because I, I'm now productive, I'm useful, you know, I have a purpose in life and you're, you're happy because your problem was solved. So now you can progress, you can, you can make improvements. Now, if we continue having those conversations and keep solving each other's problems and offering solutions to one another, then that develops a community that creates those friendships, you know? And ultimately a business is it started from one person, led to two, led to four, led to eight, you know, it just grew and became a, became a community, became a, a company, you know, a lot of season there, you know, <laughs> connections, communities, conversations, and, and, and companies. So that, that's what the word company really means to be with someone else, right? To create that and to create uh, a tribe, so to speak, you know, and then a tribe is self-sustaining when they're constantly working well with another in a, in a harmonious way and solving other people's problems, you know? So now one company or one tribe can connect and have conversations with another company, another tribe and, and make a bigger empire, right? So, I mean, I hear another C for you is a country, you know, a country <laughs> is, 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 it started with one person, Christopher Columbus, well, didn't start with one person, but like, you know what I mean? There used to be one person but then grew and grew and then, you know, uh, communities were formed and communities hand to hand created the country. So th that's, uh, that's something that everybody understands. If you're a human being with a heartbeat, you understand it means what it means to connect with someone and why it's necessary. You understand uh, the importance of conversations, especially you communicate in a, in a mutually beneficial pattern. So I help individuals figure out who the right connections are, establish the connection, begin to communicate in a way that it continues. It is beneficially, uh, it is beneficial for both parties and then sustain it, sustain it for longer periods of periods of time. So you can join their community. So that's where a job offer is extended. You know, why don't you come on and join our community? Here's a job offer for us to continue working together. Great, and that's a perfect segue into my next question. Recently, you have also started a career coaching community uh, to help engineers in, uh, in, in a big number. Can you share a little more details about that? 
Yeah, absolutely. So career coaching has always been my forte, you know, since 2012, basically. If you want to go back a little bit since 2010, and uh, I've always been driven to help professionals with their careers, you know, helping them from where they are to where they want to be and create, you know, create that happiness from the, from the occupational point of view, but a new endeavor that I, that I've embarked, uh, that I've embarked on is the life coaching aspect. Cause I've personally always had uh, coaches and instructors and I don't want to call them life coaches, but uh, I grew up competing in sports. So when I say instructors, these are sports instructors and I've always been in solitary sports, primarily martial arts, but I, and I competed and I also uh, competed in swimming. So I always had a coach standing there yelling at me, telling me to do things the right way and stay focused and not lose interest and, and go, go, go. So knowing the benefits of that and how it's shaped my personality, that's how it shaped my life. You know, I, I literally have had 30 years of being trained, you know, in preparation of becoming a life coach. So when COVID happened and a lot of professionals started to have these severe emotional and mental pressures, and then we went to isolation and, you know, uh, quarantine. So we're now, we were turned away. We're just removed from our social circles. And then we found ourselves alone at home, couldn't really handle, you know, being home alone. That's what really sparked this idea for me to, to create a community to help people. Now, my people are engineers, scientists, uh, you know, technologists, someone who's a certified nerd, <laughs> you know, like me. You got to be an engineering nerd or a, guy, or a geek, uh, scientist, science geek like myself. You know, I was raised by a scientist, by a bi biologist, my mom my dad an engineer so uh and everybody in the, in the in the family is basically like mechanics the family business from my grandfather has been mechanics so we're all gearheads and car guys so if you're someone like that that just and i went to electronics and software and worked in telecommunication it and you know so i have this very well surrounded approach to to what makes this community special stem you know if you if you studied stem and uh what I want to, what I decided to help them with is to help them in three areas with their mindset, with their social well-being and their spiritual wellness. So mindset for obvious reasons, because every problem is a mindset problem. If you lack drive, if you are anxious, if you are depressed, if you're going through job search and uh, you're getting no results, that's going to, first of all, negatively affect your mindset, which would just it's like mold. It just covers everything else. Everything turns green and you lose your, you lose your will to live, quite frankly. So that was an obvious one. Uh, and again, having grown up in, in, in sports, especially solitary sports, especially like literally 29, 30 years of martial arts, three black belts, competing, coaching, instructing. When it comes to mindset, uh, I can give myself a black belt on that, if you will, you know, so that was, that was given. So I wanted to kind of like start a mindset coaching business and say, you know what, I'm a mindset coach, but that wasn't just enough. You know, I knew there was a couple of other things I was really strong at. So one was the social aspect of it. So over the last five years, uh, I got married five years ago and moved from Canada to the U S so 
my business started picking up. I was a newlywed, very driven. So I continued to work online and being in a new country, I wasn't going to just get out there, start making friends and go out there drinking and everything. So I was just working like 15 to 18 hours a day, just like work from sunrise to sundown, past sundown, go to a certificate backup. So I've kind of been in a self-inflicted quarantine for like five plus six years. So one thing that I started doing really well back in 2015 was to start creating these online communities, build teams. And I was still recruiting at the time, but put myself in social circles that are all virtual. So I got really good at that. I found a process strategy, methodologies, best practices to successfully integrate myself in social circles, but not physically virtually. So I said, you know what? This whole COVID situation is perfect. I've been training for this all, like not all my life, but last five years, I've been training for this. So I had to, I had to put that part of the program. So social wellness is, is one of the three pillars. And the third one, which is, uh, which is something that I have been training for all my life, literally, is to be great at being alone, you know? So being an engineer, being an introvert, uh, you know, it's just like growing up in martial arts, I have never played, you know, like a team sport. So like in, in those environments, I really sat down and realized that all that got me to 2015 and 2015, 2020, those five years, I was extremely successful, extremely happy, you know, happy at home, being home alone regularly meditating, regularly journaling, reading a book a week, sometimes more than that. And I still do all those three to this day, going through daily practices that allowed me to align myself with my soul's purpose, you know, be inwardly aligned, not having to find, you know, seek pleasure from outside sources or seek validation from an external event or an external person. So that's something I did really well, became really self-reliant, self-sufficient, and I said, bingo, you know, that's what spirituality is. That's at least what it means to me, you know, and it's, it has a long list of benefits. So third and last pillar is spirituality or spiritual wellness. So that's what this community is all about. It's the engineer's guide to building an abundant life. I've called it the, the engineer on a mission, you know, is the name of our community, because we're all on the same mission to become you know, mentally strong, socially well-connected and spiritually aligned. So again, we become the happiest version of ourselves. Wonderful, Nabeh, great. Um, so we are almost at the end of uh, our, our time here. So uh, last one minute, any final thoughts that you would like to share with the community? Oh, I mean, if you're experiencing any of those three problems, if you're experiencing mental pressure, anxiety, depression, lack of, loss of identity, if you don't know where your life's heading, you're lacking purpose, there's no meaning, you know, uh, let me know. Let's talk. If you are missing your friends, if you are away from your community, if you lack that one-on-one -on -one connection, you can't figure out how to build a community or join a community and become a positively contributing member of an online virtual community, I want to talk to you. I want to help you. I know I can help you. And if, if, if you cannot take it being in, in, at home alone for like a day, and you may have had some training this year in doing this, but if you cannot go in a room alone by yourself and like close your eyes and think about life for five minutes and just meditate, or if you're not a regular 
writer or reader, if you don't picture yourself being happy in a prison cell, then I want to talk to you. I know I can help you because these are the skills that you no longer can neglect. This is a time, this is a place for you to do it, for you to become self-sufficient, self-reliant, but at the same time, be able to connect and communicate and, and have conversations within a virtual social circle, which all would positively affect your mindset. And mindset is literally the key to life. You know, When you develop your mindset, you develop yourself in every aspect of your life. So if you're interested in checking us out, go to uh, engineeronamission.com. Excellent. Thank you again, Naber, for being with us here. Always a pleasure to have this uh, deep conversation with you. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. I look forward to our next conversation. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Hopefully you learned some important nuggets to uncover the rock star from inside of you. If you have any questions, you can reach me on my email at aditya at whoweare.io. It's A-D-I-T-Y-A at whoweare.io.